Hello everyone! Lee Henson here, President and Founder of Agile Dead, and welcome to today's edition of the Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. Today I wanted to talk to you about correctly sizing teams and how do we create T-shaped teams and individuals. So this topic uh, kind of falls into the weekly theme here of teams and keeping teams in such a way that we understand better how to align, how to engage, and how to really situate or form or do the things necessary in order for us to have proficiency in all of our teams. And I think it starts with correct sizing. And as silly as it sounds, I get questions all the time. So some of the questions I get, what's the difference between a scrum team and a development team and an agile team? Is there such thing as a production team or a product team? And how many individuals should be on each? And does the product owner count as one of the individuals on the team? What about the scrum master? What if we have a business analyst? Can stakeholders be counted as team members? You know, when should team members uh, do multitasking where they work as a part-time team member and a part-time product owner, a part-time team member and a part-time scrum master? What if my organization's small? What if we're all working remote? So obviously, there are lots of questions still surrounding the concept of what a team actually is. So before we go any further, I want to set one record straight. I'm going to invite each of you to partake in this experiment. For the rest of this show, for the rest of this episode, at minimum, I want you to forget about the uh, types of teams. I don't want you to sit here and say, is it an agile team, a scrum team, a, a development team, a you know whatever type of team, a product team, project team. Forget about that for a second, and we're just going to look at individuals as individuals and a concept that when a group of people come together, they form a team. So when those individuals come together, they're going to form a team. So in my opinion, the correct size for a team, and this is interesting because I've seen it all over the place. Uh, traditionally, it was 7 plus or minus 2. Now it's labeled 3 to 9. And I think the push to make it smaller being okay was that uh, if it's three to nine people, you know, uh, you could have, you know, smaller teams swarming and working on bigger things, which I'm not opposed to. I think that's fine as long as you have cross-function across those individuals, meaning that uh, if you were to take a slice of a product or service, that this group, no matter how small or large, would be able to go all the way through and complete all the function and uh, all the functionality needed to deliver a, uh, a sprint goal or an increment, right? An increment of work. Uh, so I guess the, the starter is when I say three to nine, who am I including, right? Who's included in that three to nine? My rule is that number includes anyone who is getting their hands dirty doing the work. That's not inclusive of analysts or scrum masters or product owners or other individuals. That number is exclusively reserved for people who are getting the work done, people who are doing the work. Now, depending on the complexity of the work that's being done, depending on a type of work that's being done, maybe a team of three is proficient and efficient and enough, right? Maybe it's sufficient to get the work done and to deliver the sprinkle. Perhaps they may need some people who have different roles to step in, whether it's a specialist of some kind or whether it's someone who claims to be you know, an expert in one particular thing. You know, I, I hate those type of uh, specialized roles. But on occasion, you do need someone to step in. I mean, the example I love to use is you don't need a database engineer there for every single sprint, perhaps. Or maybe you don't need a senior-level architect there for every single sprint. But those individuals are the ones who should be available to add value 
to our already correctly sized teams. So starting with a team of three to nine who's producing the work, realizing that it doesn't include the scrum master or the product owner, the goal is to create T-shaped individuals and teams. So if you've never heard of this concept before, an I-shaped individual is someone who has very deep knowledge in a single subject. So they have very deep knowledge in a single way to do things, a single subject, a single product, a single service, and they're not very good at uh, other things, even even other things across different products or services. They struggle when you try to get them to work on something in a cross-functional type fashion. The concept of an I-shaped team is that all these team members have deep knowledge of a single a single way of doing things or a single aspect of a product and any type of work that flows you know they're 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 often called the, the expert team and anything that comes in that that meets that threshold or that needs to be that way you know that team needs to address it it goes straight the work goes straight to that team without any further questioning and the concern that I have is that that team's knowledge about any other area of the product or service never expands that day in day out they come in and they only work on the same thing over and over and over again it reminds me of that old dunkin donuts commercial where they said time to make the donuts you know the team never broke out of that drone mode it was like groundhog's day every day they woke up and it was the same thing you know that's just not healthy for us as humans and it's also not healthy for teams you know you want to create teams that have a deep knowledge in an area but you also want them to understand how other pro- other portions of the product or service or other products or services integrate with your product or service. And this helps you create a true T-shaped environment. So the concept of being T-shaped is I don't want to take away from an individual or team's knowledge or subject matter. You know, I, I don't want to take away their ability to to understand and to have a deep understanding of how a particular portion of a system works. What I'm promoting or advocating is that these individuals also have some high-level knowledge about the rest of the product or service that they're working on, or integrations, or how it you know touch points. Uh, specifically, my goal is to help them understand better, you know, how to be able to create a sprint goal and effortlessly understand the work and be able to consume the work in such a way that they can you know push through and get the work delivered and i think that you know that's the piece that's been missing for a long time either we make our teams way too small and try to spread them across too many things uh we're not imposing those those ever so critical work in progress limits you know we need whip limits in order to be able to satisfy you know most of what we're trying to do in agile whether it's whip limits at the product or project level by only keeping a certain number of products or projects in flight, or whether it's whip limits at the individual or team level by not having too many backlog items in motion. That way we can complete the work that's being asked of us and and deliver that in a timely fashion. I think it's important to have both of those. And I think if we do create those environments, that's going to be the way that we get to true cross-functional T-shaped teams where we're able to swarm together and tech work that's either inside or outside of our comfort zone. But by not having so much work in flight, we're able to remain focused and actually deliver consistently and become predictable. So I hope this was useful to you. I hope that you enjoyed this topic. As always, we encourage you to you know, uh, subscribe and tell others about this, uh, this particular podcast. We, our, our membership is growing. We appreciate that. And we hope that you'll let your peers know that this is a 100% free way for them to get a daily dose of all things agile. We really appreciate that. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, 
Stay well and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, take care.